Hello and welcome to the Bottom Up Skills Podcast. I'm Mike Parsons, I'm the CEO of Qualitans and we are in the third installment of our rapid prototyping series and in this show we're going to talk about creating a direct product response from a user that you're testing with and this stuff, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is some of the real good stuff. I'm really getting into some of the magic of rapid prototyping in this show because, you know, when you're rapid prototyping and building all these prototypes and it's pretty intense process uh, and there's a real art to getting the right feedback from a, from a user and making sure that you're not getting misled or making sure that they're not misleading uh, themselves about what they are actually testing. And what I've discovered over the years is a bit of a formula actually to getting the best user insights. So let's dig into the world of getting the direct response. The first thought here for me uh, is kind of the cheat that you get with rapid prototyping. And that is that you don't have to build an entire product in order to test it. Uh, That really for me is the magic of rapid prototyping. And rapid prototyping enables you to get some really quality feedback early on in a kind of a simple, quick and easy manner. And this is great because you don't have to defer all of your uh, testing until the product is finished. Actually, here's the real thing. You can make it feel like a finished product for the user without it being a finished product. So you can get all this really great feedback, which will help you build a better product. And we've lived in a world where the default approach to building products, particularly with technology, used to be uh, informed by what they call this waterfall approach. And um, that would usually defer a lot of the user testing to the very, very, very end. And that always uh, scares the hell out of me because that's when you get so many issues um, all at the one time. Simply put, with rapid prototyping, you can avoid all of that stress and you can work with a lot more clarity and knowledge up front because you can create these simple prototypes that still give you really good feedback, even though the product is not finished. And the reason this is so important is that the prototype gives people the opportunity to really respond to what the product may look like and how it may work. And it's completely opposite of how a lot of people do early stage testing, which is with a focus group. And the problem with a focus group is everybody sits in a room. So there's a lot of social bias and conditioning because you might have, you know, four to eight people, users, recruited, uh, audience, uh, however you want to call them, that are being uh, asked questions by a moderator. So you've got all these social pressures as to what you say. There's a bit of groupthink. But there's something more important here. You know, if you have a bunch of people in an office room, all right, in a meeting room, and they're sitting there and they're asked the question, you know, how would you like a service that made, uh, that was like a digital mortgage service so you didn't have to go into the bank? And they would have to kind of think about, well, I guess that sounds interesting and people would share stories of the hassles of going into the branch. If you're rapid prototyping, you would create a moment where someone would be likely, uh, you know, filling out an online uh, mortgage calculator and you would give them 
a prototype of the mortgage calculator and you would ask them to get the figure, the, the loan amount from the calculator. You'd actually set them a task. And this is what we mean by creating direct response. This is how we get great feedback. And I'm going to give you the formula. I'm going to explain why this works um, and what you need to do in order to, to create this. Because in the day, when we go back to this mortgage example, it makes so much sense. I mean, rather than asking someone, would you be interested in a, in a digital mortgage uh, loan calculator or digital app for a mortgage, give them the app, ask them to complete a task and experience, and then that feedback will tell you if it's a good idea. And this, this is really at the heart of what we mean by creating the direct experience, getting direct response from your users. So let's now go break it down and let's see how we can do it. Because remember, the opportunity here is that you can create a prototype that feels like the finished product experience, but you haven't had to build it. So as a creator, builder, entrepreneur, designer, developer, this is enormous because you can create these quick prototypes, get some feedback, without all the risk of spending days, weeks, months building the product. All right, I've made the case. Let's, let's see what it actually looks like. What is this direct experience formula? Now, the context to this is it's all about the perception of the end user who is testing, okay? So we want to create uh, the kind of following flow. We want to build a, a prototype that is as lean as possible, but does enough uh, to create a, um, uh, a set of experiences, tasks, features for the end user. So pretty lightweight. It could be pen and paper. It could be using some digital tools like Envision and Adobe XD. Now, here's the key thing is when you have that prototype that evokes just one little journey within the, in the product, you need to add to that the situational context. For example, if you're building a product for college students, you would have to say you're at uh, you're in your college dorm. Um, it's two thirty in the afternoon. You got thirty minutes before your next lecture, and we would like you to uh, use the uh, to get a loan amount from the digital mortgage app. You've got uh, the job. You've got your environment. You know where you are. Go for it. So when you give them the prototype in that context, and particularly in that context, they know where they are, who they're with, what's the time, you've also set them a task to do. And therefore, because they're actually trying to achieve a task, and remember, they're not in a focus group where they're thinking, trying to guess how they would react. They are actually in the situation. And therefore, we have this great moment where they shift from um, being an indirect experience and they go into the experience. They're really looking for the buttons on the app to get the job done. And if you do enough with your brief to them, giving them the context and the task, and if the uh, prototype is sufficient in terms of a basic flow, what you're going to have is the uh, evoking of sufficient sensory information, sensory stimulus that shifts them into the direct experienced. Now, once you've got them there, 
you will be amazed at you can keep them there for 40 minutes, getting them to do tasks and getting feedback and revising and changing your prototype. This is really where some of the great moments you'll have with rapid prototyping. So let's kind of just break this uh, down one more level just so you really understand why the direct experience um, can work for you and it can produce all these great insights. So, you know, you want them to respond viscerally. You want them to respond to your rapid prototype. You want them to respond from the point of view like they're there and they're doing it. And this is like really essential uh, for them in order to give you this great quality feedback. So what you want to be able to do is when you have the prototype in your hands as a user, you need to touch it, see it, hear it. Now, you'll think this is a bit crazy, but even smell it and taste it could be really powerful in evoking the senses. That's how you get the visceral response, the direct response. So make sure uh, that you've got all the sensory environment working for you. Sometimes we set up testing rooms to feel like an office, a college dorm, uh, a doctor's surgery, you name it. Create that environment for the test, and this will really help users. It will really get them into direct response, giving this great feedback because they're no longer guessing how they're going to respond. They really know because they feel like they're doing it, and that's the drivers of perception. So make sure that when you brief your user, you hand them a great prototype. It could be a sketch. Uh, it could be a, a digital prototype, but make sure you tell them where they are, what's the time, and then give them a task. And then they'll launch themselves. There'll be all the right sensory environmental conditions around them, and they'll give you this visceral response. So what does this mean? This means that you'll be able to get all this early stage feedback. You haven't had to go build some huge database. You haven't had to go and build applications or front end design. You've been able to use a quick prototype. You've been able to get the uh, experience like it's a finished product, but it's not. And that's the real opportunity that we have uh, with rapid prototyping. It's all about creating direct response. No more guessing, real visceral feedback. And this will just create such clarity for you as you go on this journey of building a great brand new product. So there you have it. Now, if you're really interested in rapid prototyping, we have a free masterclass on bottomup.io. Uh, I strongly recommend you go over there. We go into a lot more detail. You can download the slides and all that sort of good stuff. Um, but for today on this show, you've had the chance to understand why this idea of the direct response um, and creating this direct experience uh, for users is really one of the key ingredients to the success of rapid prototyping. All right. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Bottom Up Skills Podcast. <laughs>